Hey guys, I want you to do me a little favor. Head on over to jointhenerdclan.com. That's jointhenerdclan.com. There you're going to get all types of great bonus material and extras from Blake and myself, whether it's Blake's book club, Keep Calm and Crown On, the podcast all about the show The Crown, or even the After Doc bonus episodes, which we will be doing tonight after our live show. There's a lot that you don't want to miss out on at the Nerd Clan. So if you want to support an independently produced podcast like this, or Mary and Blake Media in general, go to jointhenerdclan.com and become part of the best community on the interwebs. I was a kid. You were a 24-year-old man. And I wasn't broken. I was grieving. My dad just died. And I was destroyed. And so vulnerable. And you knew it. You liked it. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I'm not finished. What you did to me. How you held my self-esteem in your hand. And then you decided to crush it? God, it damaged me, Mark. For years, I swallowed my dreams, my feelings, and a lot of food. No, no, look at me. Look at me. You need to get this. The time that it took for me to heal from you stole years of my life, and I can't get them back. It took me a while. Yeah, but I, um, I found someone who loves me the way that I deserve to be loved. I have a beautiful son and an incredible husband who's actually in that car and who was just like seconds away from wanting to just pulverize you with his bare hands. I'm not broken. You're the one that's broken, Mark. You're the disease. And I'm not carrying it a moment longer. So, I give it back to you. Good luck with it, Mark. Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and don't call me Shirley. Don't you do it. That joke didn't land for you? Nope. Oh my goodness gracious, it's one of the most famous jokes from Airplane. I've never seen Airplane. Stop it. Excuse me, you've never actually watched The Sound of Music, so whatevs. Shame. Play that shame for yourself. Oh, no, I've yeah. watched The Sound no, of Music. Yeah, no, I've you have not. No, you have not. seen most of it. No, you didn't. Seen most nope. of it. Seen nope. most of it. No, you haven't. <laughs> the end. Oh. So, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. This is Us is back on TV. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're here, man. And listen, we were just doing our pre-show on the, the, the live feed that we were just recording before we started recording our podcast. And there's something that we want definitely want to acknowledge, uh, you know, right now uh, and accept it and move on from it and uh, be here for the next hour to talk about uh, This Is Us, which is 
uh, everything that's been happening in the the in Washington D.C. today, uh, it is bananas. Bananas. Uh, bananas, and it is wild, and it is uh, unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, which is, and I'm not here to spout off uh, my politics or anybody's politics. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is is that as a nation, we all come together and we right the wrongs that have been done and move forward. And I think it's appropriate for Mary and I to acknowledge what has happened and at least be here to entertain for an hour and move forward together with you guys and, uh, and just talk about something that brings us joy. As we say on our Potterverse podcast, we try to be the Lumos in the time of Knox. We actually debated if we should be doing this podcast episode tonight, the night after the episode aired, the night of all of this stuff happening in DC. And, you know, we talked about it and we said, no, like, this is what we do. We need to take a moment to talk about this show that brings us joy, even though it's not particularly the happiest episode. Not going to lie. It's not like it's going to like make me really, really happy, but talking about these characters who I've missed, I've missed over this break to Absolutely. talk about this show that has been created during a pandemic that acknowledges the pandemic, that acknowledges the times that we're in right now. Um, you know, I feel like the big three, they're our friends, they're our peers. They would be sitting right along with us going, oh my gosh, what happened today? Right, yeah. um, so they're like family, TV family, and we know that so many of you tuning in, we're kind of like your your friends and your little earbuds. So yeah. know that we're here with you. We're going to soldier on. And I will say that you know you may want to interpret the way the clip that we just played in any way that you want, but if you wanted to interpret a certain way, you could. Um, you know, one that is a positive and empowering way to uh, go forward for the rest of the day. And it may not be the happiest episode, but I think it is an empowering episode. Now remember, before we get into this episode, we wanted to remind you that you can find us on all sorts of social media just by searching Mary and Blake. Plus, all of our episodes for This Is Us 2 and our other podcasts can actually be found on YouTube or by simply heading to maryandblake.com. You ready to get into the show? I sure am. Let's do it. Okay, Blake, it's been a little while. Yes, it is. Break on the episode Deets for us. Well, this title of the episode was A Long Road Home, which uh, I think is in reference to all of our characters finding their way. I mean, hopefully nothing that I missed in Airplane since I didn't see that movie. I can't believe you haven't seen Airplane. We've never talked about it. I think we actually need, because I just assumed that you had seen it. Just like I assumed you've watched The Ten Commandments and The Sound of Music. No, I'm out on The Ten Commandments. You didn't even watch that. (laughs) I'm out on it. I don't even care. I'm out on it. I'll watch The History of the World with you. No problem. (laughs) Have you watched Hello, Dolly? Uh, No. Oh my God. No. Um, anyway. Singing in the Rain? Uh, yeah, I watched it with you. Okay, good. Just recently, remember? I think you fell asleep. Yep. I did fall asleep for a little <clears> bit of it. It's okay. I was, anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is, I think, about our characters finding their way, uh, going from one place and uh, ending up in another. And it's the journey, it's the, uh, I think it's the setup for the remainder of this season, this particular episode right here. Uh, it does a lot of heavy lifting, if you will. Uh, the director was Anne Fletcher. You should know that name because she has directed uh, four episodes total of This Is Us, uh, including Our Little Island Girl, uh, Unhinged, Changes, and now, obviously, 
a long road home. And the writer was K.J. Steinberg. You should know this name, too, because uh, he has written a fair amount of uh, episodes of This Is Us, including the best washing machine in the whole world, What Now, number one, number two, Toby, The Graduates, So Long, Marianne, which is one of my personal favorites, and A Long Road Home, of course. So that is that. Marvin, your lemonade rating my lemonade for this episode it's a 4.8 okay yeah it's a solid episode uh up there not like the best or one of the best but it's a solid episode and i think a good a good return episode you know after having our brief hiatus Mm -hmm. um without this is us over the holidays i I think it's a solid episode yeah sure i'm the same way i think uh again i'm i'm in the four four range where i have been for this whole season uh, lots of contrasting elements here for our big three, whether it is Kate and Mark, uh, Kate and Toby uh, versus old Kate and young uh, old Mark uh, and young Kate versus young Mark, uh, whether it's Kevin and Sophie, Kevin and Madison, uh, Kevin and Randall. Uh, there's a lot of contrasting elements here that are uh, leading to what I think they're trying to frame as a story uh, for the rest of uh, this season. So, that is that. You're good, you're bad, and you're great. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. My good is just simply I'm so happy this show is back. Yes. I know that that may sound like small, but let's be real. You know, Blake and I, we watch a lot of television. We podcast about a lot of television. And This Is Us really is a very special network television show. Mm-hmm. It just breaks the mold. It brings up things that you don't normally see on sure. a network television. It brings on a lot of things at once. Um, you know, they're tackling a lot of the things that have been going on in our country currently. Uh, they talk about issues um, that, as I said, you just don't normally talk about. And mm-hmm. so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to have these characters that we feel like our friends you know back into our lives so that's my good my bad was toby's reaction many of the moments yeah. while kate was explaining um her pregnancy and then explaining her choice for abortion and then explaining kind of how mark made her feel mm-hmm. and i just felt i know that it must have been a really difficult conversation for the director to have with the actor and for the actor to figure out how he wanted to do it but when I was watching it I wasn't seeing Toby have the supportive non-judgmental looks that I would have expected out of him yeah um you know he was he almost came off upset you know how did you not tell me this all this time we've been together we spent two years going through infertility and all this kind of stuff and how did you just not bring this up and that to me came off very calloused so um, I think I, I praise Kate, and so my my great is Kate's storyline in this entire episode. And I'll be real, of the big three, Kate has often been kind of like my meh one. You know, I haven't totally really been agree. into her as a character. I haven't always been able to relate to the struggles that she's gone through. Um, and I think that the way that she handled herself, for her to be able to um, speak up about the experience that she had with pregnancy and abortion and with Mark as a whole and how hard that was for her, how she was taken advantage of emotionally at such a young age while she was dealing with the grief of her dad and how long it plagued her. And then for her to have the courage to say, I'm going to go say something to him, like find this jabroni, Mm -hmm. say something to him. And even with Toby not having the 
most supportive husband reactions to all of this, she still had held true to her course. Yeah. So Kate, in general, is my great. How about you? What's your GBG? Yeah, you know, Mary, I, well, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so my good uh, for this episode, it has to be Randall and Kevin. It, it is absolutely that final, that final conversation between the two, uh, it just acknowledging mm-hmm. what was said and knowing that it was wrong. Both of them are wrong. And that Randall's response was to Kevin was incredible. I, I just, I, when I was watching it, it was, as most of you know, um, oh, we didn't do our stories today. Oh my we didn't do our story. We'll do We're that after so the GBG. out of practice. Oh, no. Well, as most of you know, uh, this is not the story. But um, as most of you know, I, I have a very strained relationship with my sister and with my father. Uh, in fact, I don't even have a relationship with them. And I was just hoping, like, as I was watching this, I was like, man, I, I wish I could have this kind of conversation with them mm-hmm. and just say, listen, we both were wrong or we both you know, led to this, the, the situation that's happening in our lives right now. And when Randall says, you know what, that was, that was really nice, Kevin. And it is really nice to know. And I believe in my heart of hearts that he is being genuine. Like yeah, he genuinely believes that, uh, he genuinely thinks that this is the right thing. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I just loved that whole bit of acting and the writing and it was just spectacular. Uh, the bad, I'm kind of out on Madison right now. I'm kind of out on her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you talking about? Ser- like, y- you're making the guy choose between his profession and a family. Like, what are we doing? Like, I understand that she doesn't want to be... She Can doesn't want to be... be out on this sticky situation versus being out on Madison? No, 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 because I don't like her response. Okay. I don't like her response. I, I understand where she's coming. I understand where she's coming from. You think we're just going to be hopping along with you everywhere we go? Like, everywhere you go? No, we can't do that. I got to stay here. That makes sense to me. And Kevin just assuming that she would is wrong. But her her ultimate response to Kevin was, you go to Vancouver and you take some time to think about it. Either you're going to be an actor... Or you're gonna be a dad. Which one do you want? And that to me is not right. I mean, how do you how do you think all these things are getting paid for? How do you think all these things are happening? I, and it's, she, I, I find it unfortunate that that answer was the one that she came to. There's I, no, like, there's no room for compromise whatsoever. Well, my hope is that Kevin kind of says some of that to her. Like, listen, we both need to take some some time to think. How does all this get paid for? You know, yeah. like. Let's both take some time, but I don't think he wanted to say it right then and there. I mean, she's pregnant. She's emotional. She's got the twins. She's probably not sleeping that much. He's just going to let them both simmer for a little bit. What was your great? My great was Kate. I think this is the first time I've ever had a Kate that was great. <laughs> I think this is it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you, I, again, <laughs> it was empowering to watch her say mm-hmm. what she needed to say and give the disease back and say, nope, not anymore. Listen, do I think it's a little far-fetched that she did what she did? Yes. Really? Uh, Yeah. I mean, cyber-stalking the guy in MySpace and 
asking Toby to go with her to confront him and do the whole thing. Like, I don't think I would be on board with that. However, you wouldn't be on board with it. Yeah. As we watched it, as Blake was like taking Toby's position, he was like, I wouldn't as Toby go with you. I would as Toby want you to be cyber stalking this guy. But yes, Kate needed to rid herself of Mark. Yes. And you are proud of her. I'm for proud sticking of sticking to her guns. Yeah, I'm proud of her for doing it. I think it was the I think it was well written and I love how she stopped, you know, midway, you know, at the midpoint mm-hmm. of this episode. This is it. This is the emotional high point of this episode. Midway through this monologue, she says, No, look at me. I, and she just takes it back. You know, after all of those years, and she doesn't even need to bring up the abortion and all the other stuff that went yeah. along. Doesn't even need to because it's not about that. It's about taking the power back mm-hmm. and saying, "No more, I'm done." And I was really, really big on that. So that is that, my love. Okay. You, you want to go to the big three feedback, or do you want to do the personal stories? Do you have a personal story? Because I'm not going to lie, I wasn't really prepped. Yes, I do have a personal story. Okay. So, Share away. so the story that I have uh, is. <laughs> There, there was one time. Uh-oh. There is this was about one, me? Yes, it is. Shoot. There was one time that I had to... Actually, there's been a couple of times, but one time I really remember uh, very specifically that I had to be in the same company as one of Mary's ex-boyfriends. Oh my God, I know. You've had to be in the company of Two, a lot of... Three. No. Three. One of them I walked down the aisle with. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's true. That happened. Yeah, no, you've... You've been with me with a lot of them. Yeah. So the one that I am about to talk about <laughs> is not the one where I walked down the aisle. No, with that's them the one. Oh, that's okay. the one. Because okay. I hate that guy. Yeah, I know. I hate all of them. As a matter of fact, mm. they're all they all suck. Okay. But, um, yeah, I had the, the guy that Mary dated prior to meeting me. Yes. Uh, is good friends with one of her friends, and we were at this wedding. And he was in the and Mary he was, was a in groomsman. I was a bridesmaid, and the, he, they made the people made these two walk. No, they down. didn't. It was a mistake. Well, whatever. I was supposed matter. to walk down with somebody else. Should, shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been that someone close. Someone got anyway. out of line because their kid was running amok. The ring bearer was their kid, so they accidentally stepped out of line right before we were supposed to walk back down the aisle at the <clears> end, <throat> at the conclusion. I don't know. I, I, anyway, I just, I thought that... So I walked down the aisle I with my do, ex-boyfriend. All I wanted to do was just go to this kid and put my thumbs in his trachea and just push until he couldn't breathe anymore. And I had to sit across from him at the dinner table. Oh my God, and you had to sit next to his girlfriend while he walked down the aisle. Oh my God, I wanted to die. I, I wanted him to die. I wanted everybody, I just wanted the world oh to just my gosh, stop Blake. for a minute because that person just oh goes right up. Mm. I get mad thinking about it. Okay. I get mad thinking about it. So I give Toby a lot of credit for just standing idly by and doing nothing. Um, uh, because my favorite part was when we were walking down the aisle, he said, Oh, by the way, congratulations on being engaged. Yeah. Oh, mm. I said, Impeccable timing. Mm, yeah. Way to go. Mm. No, no. All right. You ready for the big three feedback? <laughs> yes. Let's tell us. Freaking kid. That kid sucks. And we said, That's three. Big three. Big three. All right, Marvin, you start it this time. All right, my darling. 
Kicking things off, we have Brittany. Brittany says, I would give any episode of This Is Us five lemonades after a long hiatus and all of Randall's office dancing in their muscle shirts. (laughs) So proud of Kate for making Mark listen to her and for finally getting a storyline I feel like I can care about. Yes, Brittany. I got to (laughs) say, this episode did not take place near Christmas break Mm -hmm. because... There is no way that Randall's office could have bought that many muscle shirts off of Amazon and had them delivered the next day. You know they, they wouldn't be getting them to like Valentine's Day at this point. Right. But I saw all those muscle shirts with appropriate skin tones. Yes, right? I was like, where do you find these in 24 hours? That, that's, a, that's a great specific... <laughs> unless they have a cache of muscle suits just... Waiting around. That's very specific. Yeah, like is there a party city next door with like leftover <laughs> Halloween costumes? I don't know, but I'm down for it. So yes, Brittany. Oh, yes. Man, that is funny. All right. The next one comes from Mendy. She says, I think I'm gonna give it four lemonades. Something still doesn't feel right about Kate. There's no way all that with Mark can be wrapped up so tightly with one conversation or confrontation with him. No way. Waiting for the next shoe to drop. But could this Instead of it just being all wrapped up in Mark, could this be the release? Could this be like the pimple that she popped? What do you mean? And just, you know what? We're going to Mount Vesuvius. It's happening. (laughs) Pop that top off. Clean it out. Like, can Mark be the uncorking? That yes, there's a lot of, here, I'll do a nicer thing instead of a pimple. Can this be a champagne bottle? Okay. That's been shaken and upset and grief and issues with weight and issues with her mom and issues with her career and issues with infertility and all this stuff. Can this all be bottled up? But the first thing that she can point to, aside from the grief of losing her father, Mm -hmm. or the the thing that she feels like can pop the cork, can start to release the pressure, Mm -hmm. is like giving this disease back to Mark is getting herself rid of it. And then can she begin to heal on multiple levels? Yeah. I think that's, that's a, I think that's a fair assessment, Mary. And it's, it's something I definitely want to get into. Cause it's not just always one thing. I mean, any of us who've been to therapy, you know, you yep. go there and you're like, I've got this issue with X and they're <clears> like, Really, honey? Because um, there's a whole alphabet before X. We'll get to all that soon. Yeah, we can right. tackle X. <laughs> but really, it's A through everything. All else. right, why don't we give it the next one? Christina says, I'm giving this one a 3.8 lemonades. The Kate Mark thing just doesn't ring true. Her confronting him 20 years later does not seem believable. He would have just laughed in her face. The younger Kate stuff was good, but I feel like the Mark stuff feels off. Kevin was amazing as always, but Madison disappointed me a little. Kevin can still have his job and be a good father. Finally, Randall isn't ready to forgive and forget with Kevin, and I hate it even though I understand it. He needs to get the full story of his biological family, and it's sad that his mother is dead. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So uh, now that we've done the big three feedback, let's just let's just jump into this. Uh, do you want to talk about stuff with Kevin and Madison, Kate and Toby, or I know it's like which of the three? Uh, yeah, that's what They're it comes so down distinct. to. So uh, distinct, and it's and I'm so glad that this episode specifically focused on the big three, right? Uh, in, I concur. And in, in, in emotional, a, who are they? Yeah, not who are they. Uh, hashtag who are they. I mean, we kind of got that a little bit with Randall's mom, but minimally, uh, it was mostly but, Randall. It, but even though it is Randall's mom, it wasn't It was about her. Randall. It was about how Randall does that. Let's go into that one. That. Yeah, I think this. that's fair. Um, 
All right, let's just let's just get right into it. What so you- hi writes an email, and I adore that Randall was like, hi, hi. I mean, nope. That's not what I was trying nope. to say. Hello, hi. <laughs> um, and, you know, he gets this email that he is dreading. He's dreading about contacting hi to find out that possibly William, the man that is his was his biological father, the man who he loves and cherishes and changed so much of his life, mm-hmm. could potentially have lied to him. And it bothers him. And how many of us have kind of held back? from doing something or from finding the truth because we have that fear of what if. Yeah. I really appreciated uh, the acting in that scene. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, uh, as always, deserves all the Emmys every single year. Agreed. Uh, that 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 single Randall tear. Oh. You know, I, I never thought that somebody could beat uh, uh, Sam Hewins' single tear, but it's Sterling because K. Brown. I don't know what he thinks about to cry. Whatever that is, and whatever makes that single tear, <laughs> oh man, it must be like. No, don't even don't even bring it up, Blake, because then I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but exactly, it's it's powerful. So we've got Randall, you know, getting this letter originally, yeah. um, mulling it over, and then you have Beth, Beth, who's been concerned about Randall, yeah, for years, but particularly recently, and she asks him, "Should you?" Talk to your therapist about this. Yeah, and what I really love about this is that Randall, initially Randall's, right? I think Randall has become a verb as well as a noun. Agreed. And Randall's going to Randall, man. Mm -hmm. And like always, his initial instinct is to... Run. Nope, run, (laughs) ignore, do something else. Uh, And, you know, that's not something that... You know, his father taught him that. And that's what's great about this show. All the Pearson kids are really damaged, even though their parents seemingly had the the best marriage there ever was to have. And it's the Jack Pearson and Rebecca and, you know, the whole thing. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You are right. Yeah. My cat just bugged out. You saw that, right? I did. I did. What just <laughs> happened? <laughs> thought I was going to be assaulted by Lumos. Oh, my goodness gracious. You were just saying that all three Pearson kids are damaged. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay. Yes, all three kids are damaged. And despite the fact that they had these loving parents who wanted to do the right thing and tried to do the right thing to the best of their ability, it was they were damaged. And... Randall is going to Randall, but yet he takes it upon himself. Yes, Beth does suggest that he talks to his therapist about it. But I think when he's probably running off screen, he says, no, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. Beth, and by the way, Beth, who can rock like the little midriff shirt. Dang, Beth. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Can I, I just have to give it. I ordered a bunch of shirts from online. Okay. A couple of them that I didn't realize were like midriff showing shirts were. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not 12. She still got it. <laughs> Beth has got it. Uh, Rachel here on Facebook says, I love Randall and I see a lot of Randall hate in the comments section of the This Is Us Facebook page. It's uncalled for. Oh my gosh, I love Randall too. I. Uh, think i am randall and rachel i would love aside to, from being a black man you know she, she's uh she's you know joining us on, on facebook here live so rachel in the comments i would love to ha- have an example of some of the randall hate that's going on just because i, I would just i'm curious to know what that is uh, because i think randall handled everything 
the the best that he could, the mm-hmm. best way that he could. He's like, okay, in for a pound, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, man. We're like, we're, um, we're, we're let's get crazy. He needs to digest things at his own time. I think yes. that that's what's difficult is that Kevin was ready to apologize. Kevin was ready to come to Randall and start to rebuild their relationship. And what I thought was interesting about this, as much as maybe we didn't like Randall's response, as much as we felt bad for Kevin, is that it takes two to tango. And mm-hmm. people need to realize that even in real, like your own real life, you may be ready to move on. You may be ready to um, get over a disagreement. I mean, Blake and I have this conversation a lot. Like, yeah, we can be on the same page that like both of us did wrong and we can but there's still some aftershocks and there's still some other things that I may need to work on or he needs to work on. And what was crazy is just like some part of this conversation between Kevin and Randall, or was it Beth walking in at some point? That's when Randall said, I have to go make a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. when he sees the picture of his mother, Beth walks in and he, and he says, nah, I gotta, I gotta make this phone call now, you know? And I, I mean, if, if someone said, a lot of people say that uh, Rachel here is saying a lot of people say that they think they show the show has become all about him and only his story and thoughts and feelings. Uh, do you think it's the Randall show? I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, I think this this episode is a perfect example of. I think he has the most complex story on multi levels. You know, the biological parents and the lying and then also here in 2020 with all the race issues. Sure. Um, I think that he has the most complex story. Talk about it. Rookie, rookie mistake. mistake. Okay, yeah. Yep, okay. <laughs> so I think that there is a lot that goes on with him, whereas we haven't necessarily seen as much complexity through Kevin or through Kate, but we're starting to. And this is just more of those layers. I would say that we've seen a lot more complexity from Kevin uh, in the past. Uh, Kate, I think, is the one that has been reduced to simple things for the most part. Like, I'm overweight. Or, uh, my dad died, so I'm upset. Uh, The funny thing is... Which isn't even, like, a simple thing. No, it's not. Because my my mom died, and it's hard, and it sucks. It's something that you think about every day. And... I would my argument to whoever is making that the, the argument that or my retort to whoever is making the argument that this is the Randall show. I think that this episode is a perfect example, uh, a, a shining example of how each of these characters are suffering and each of these characters are finding their way. And it again, it circles back to the title of this episode, A Long Road Home, right? Mm-hmm. Each of these characters are finding their way to to become the best version of themselves, whether it is Randall doing therapy and, and learning about his mother, or it is Kevin having kids and becoming a version of himself that his dad would be proud of that at least the way that he would think Kate having children and, uh, and engaging with Toby and letting go of all the stuff that has happened with Mark and her in, in previous years. All of these things are happening and they are all on the long road home. And and part of that too, I think, is all the stuff that didn't happen, right? Um, there was a moment I, I thought I found this really poignant when Kate was sitting next, young Kate was sitting next to Mark 
on the futon mm-hmm. and they're watching airplane mm-hmm. and she's looking at him and it's like smiling. I'm like, Oh no, please don't do that. Please don't do this whole, I'm going to go back to you thing. And it's because of the bagel. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, please don't do that. And then she looks and she sees in her memory, mm-hmm. uh, her dad and her mom. And, uh, she walks away. Yeah, it's like she knows what love really can be. And at it's at this point I realized, oh, this is all, already almost or as much about the roads that they did not take. Mm. You know, uh, Kevin did not go down the road with Sophie that he probably should have. Randall uh never knew his mother and uh went down a road uh, and didn't do and did things to find her, but never went down that road fully. Right? Never he did things, but never went down it until he was thirty six and tried to find his dad. These are all what the things that they didn't do as much as what they are doing. What do you think about that? No, I I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> you hit it pretty much right on the head. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, and that's why I think this episode is is important. It mm-hmm. sets up. I mean, let's look at where we are. Episode five. With all these weird breaks. Yeah, with all the weird breaks. And uh, and of course, by the way, I would say that, you know, it's not their fault. Uh, I mean, they're, and they're probably going to go on another break in a few episodes, by the way, because they're going to have to start shooting all the other episodes that will be later on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, episodes probably 10 through 18, right? They're going to have to do that. You know, because it's weird. It's like they have to always keep in mind, yes, we right here now in 2020, 2021, we know the pandemic go on, going on. And yet their hope is that in the future, when you get to binge watch this, yeah. you know, as a replay or a new people come to this is us that they won't necessarily be thinking, Oh, this was paused. Like there's obviously this great disruption in the plots and yeah. everything because they had to stop for COVID. Um, you know, they, they have obviously wove COVID in, you'll yeah. see with the masks or like Kate just holding, it's not a big part of the storyline. So because of that, you do need to make sure that you've got this continuity, even if it is disjointed, for us watching it live. Yeah. And I, so let's consider where we are, right? Uh, in terms of the balance of these characters in the story. We're in episode five of what I presume will be an 18 episode season. Like it, it has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that in mind, we're just coming next episode to the end of the first huh. act. Yeah. The, the first act. Third, yeah. The, the first, the first third, third, third yeah. right? If, if you presume three acts, mm-hmm. next episode will be the end of the, th- the first act, which yep. makes sense because we've introduced this mystery of Randall's mother. We have all of our characters getting back. We've let go of certain things uh, for Kate. Kevin and Madison are, are finding out what they're going to be doing, and we've gotten through the pregnancy. Next episode presumably will be about Randall's mother, uh, and that will close out that bit and we'll move on to the rest. So, again, I I find this to be well-balanced, and I find it uh, appropriate and a good jumping-off point Mm -hmm. for uh, the natural closeout of this first act, which is Randall's mother. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, I just have to say, when Hi was saying, I think he... I think William told you the truth to what he thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I started to tear up a little bit. Oh my God. Right. I just, because we were there, right there with Randall tearing up. Right. I was just like, wow, that's exactly what he needs to hear. Yes. And it's exactly what I needed to hear. Yes. Um, and 
it's just you see the the look of relief on Beth's face and on Randall's face, and Randall was assuming the worst. He lied to me. Why yes. would he do that? And uh, and to you know, hear that he didn't lie, that he gave him the answer that he thought was the truth at that time. Right. Uh, just just excellent. So, but you know what? Let's let's get into uh, the the Kevin of it all. Okay. Um, you know, I think the natural jumping off point would be the conversation held have, between yes. uh, Kevin and Randall. What did you think about that? It made me very happy. You know, to see that flashback scene from the conversations that Kevin has with his mom after he gets that whole acting thing brought up with LA yeah. and seeing young Randall and young Beth and then Randall calling Kevin out of, not out of the blue but saying hey you know I've been really thinking about it and I don't think you should go you just married Sophie yeah. and so all this kind of like plays back in Kevin's head and it prompts him to call Randall to see what does Randall think what decision you know I've I've had this before career or family yeah what would Randall what do what would Randall do right yeah, that's our new shirt by the way oh I love it <laughs> I love it so you know we've got this situation going on where he calls him but not only only does it prompt him to think what would Randall do but it's like oh my gosh I'm still not okay with Randall like we have said some bad things but in an additional layer yeah. Kate let me know Randall what Randall has been struggling with you know even like a glimpse into it yeah and I still haven't acknowledged that with my own brother right, and here right. it is in 2020 or 2021 and I haven't acknowledged it with him so I'm really happy and proud of Kevin for doing that I think it was a big olive branch and granted Randall quickly got off the phone but this is the step in the right direction, so hopefully these two brothers can really start to repair. Yeah, this is another example, another fine example, I think, of contrasting. This episode, I think, was structured around contrasting elements. Uh, again, like I said at the beginning of our podcast, whether it was uh, the relationship that Kate and Toby have together as opposed to the relationship that Kate and Mark had. Mm-hmm. Those two are contrasted together perfectly. Right. And it's it's evident yes. right in the, in the editing by Julia Grove, who is amazing, as always. Uh, it's also evident in the relationship between Kevin and Randall, older Kevin and older Randall versus the younger versions of themselves and how they relate to each other. At the same point, we have a contrasting element between Kevin and Madison versus Kevin and Sophie. Kevin and Sophie, Kevin chooses to go with his career and move forward. Yes. Now he has the opportunity to go. Oh, all right. He has the opportunity to go two ways, career or family. Which is he going to choose? Does he learn the lesson that he had with Sophie and stick with the person that he is promised to be with? Or does he go back to his career? Because he's waited 20 years for this. It, Why can't he have both? That's what I'm trying to say. So is this is this a way to tell us that he and Madison don't work out, and that in fact he ends up with Sophie? I was. That's why I started laughing. Why two is seconds Sophie ago. in this episode? Because uh, maybe he gets back with Sophie, but I'm still so confused. I wonder if Sophie is coming back. She's going to have a long road back from from Virgin River. Listen, yeah, it's a long road, long. And drive. I'm not going to spoil anything, but. <laughs> If she and Kevin got back together, Would, wouldn't be inconvenient. Would not be inconvenient. <laughs> um, listen, do I do do I want Kevin? And I told so- you why, right? Oh yeah, okay. no, yeah, I know, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I want Kevin and Sophie to get back together? No. I mean, part of me says yes, just because I like the symmetry of it. I mean, but now he's going to have Madison and these two babies. Yeah, but I still got my hot take. I still got my hot take that Madison ain't going to make it. 
N- you mean not dead? Oh, you think Madison's gonna die? I do. I do. I do. I think she's gonna die in birth or shortly after birth. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. I can't handle you right now. <laughs> I need hey, Lumos in the time of Knox. So tell me some happy. I was stuff. right in Bridgerton. By the way, listen to our Bridgerton podcast. Just, just look up on anywhere in your podcatchers. Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about something happy. Do um, you see all the stuff they have in that house for those babies? So much up a How baby. How far along is so much up a baby? I saw that logo and I was like, I know that expensive stroller, and they bought two. They bought a double stroller. All the up a baby. Um. They're getting ready. How close do you think Madison is to delivery? She's so he said it's going to be five weeks. Yes, for getting out there and quarantining and shooting, and then he's going to come back. No, she said he said four weeks to do all of it, and then there's still then, five weeks. So she's nine yeah. weeks out. She's thirty-one weeks pregnant. Okay, yeah, yeah, with twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neither acknowledges though that frequently twins have to be delivered early. Sure. Just, like that is a thing. That's probably a thing that's going to happen because there's very little room. Sometimes twins come late. Sometimes twins come normal, but a lot of times twins come early. Maybe, maybe she has the twins While and he's, he's in working Vancouver? and he's working and something bad happens to stop her. Stop it. I told you, stop. Uh, stop, just, stop. Just throwing that out there. No, it's not allowed. Just it's... throwing that out there. <sighs> Blake, okay. <laughs> Had a rough day. Um, so I think Kevin is trying his best. I... I saw his logic from it. How do you think we pay for all these things? How do you think we do all this? And also, in my opinion, like this is Kevin's job. And maybe he does a movie a year. And yes, he'll have to go to the red carpet premieres. And yes, he'll have to go do these different things. Sure. But we know that Kevin wins an Oscar. Yes. In the future. Yes. Or at least it it appears that way. It appears that way. Most likely from this film. More than likely. Okay. Yes. So we've been set up that this is going to be Kevin's big break. I don't think that this is going to be it for Kevin. I don't think he's going to give up on his career. I don't think so either. And I mean, how else is he going to afford that massive house next to the cabin? Seriously. Right? Like it's it's, it's got to come somehow. I mean, you can only get so many royalties for a blockbuster. And how are you going to stay that good looking when you're that, when you, when you're that advanced age, the way that he You're not is? eating two blueberry pancakes every day. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Man, Silva Fox he is. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you know it's the same person, right? No, I know, I know, but <laughs> just just think about it. I'm sure they did some aging to him. They put baby powder in his hair and drew on a couple lines. <laughs> hey, wh- where's the eyeliner? There we hey, go. Let me give you some crow's feet. There you go. Just one. Just one. You know he would get Botox if he was in Can Hollywood. Can we talk about their super awkward goodbye kiss? Yeah, it was meant to be that way. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, yowza. That why did, sent why did shivers they even, up my spine. Why did they even need to have it? Well, because it's a tacit acknowledgement of their relationship. And, like, they ha- it's something that they have to do. Like, they... They haven't said I love you yet, right? I don't think I've heard I love you. I don't recall. Because I was waiting for that in this episode, and it has been a while. <clears throat> COVID. Um, <laughs> it has been a while, yes. and I'm not really remembering. But I know he's proposed, and I know that they're getting married. And still, you know, they, they didn't mention that at all in mm-hmm. this episode. And of course, they're having these babies. But I don't think they've said "I love you," which is totally fine. It still has been actually no, it hasn't been that short. Now she's been pregnant all this time. Yeah. But I felt like that was the moment to have said it. I love you and we're going to make this work. Yeah. I love you and we're going to figure this out. And that wasn't said by either of them. Yeah, that's why I feel like 
none of this portends well for Kevison. I just don't think it does. Yep. Something. Something's not right. Something just don't. It, it, Listen, it don't, you can don't fit right. You can be upset with someone you love and still say this is icky, but I love you, and we're gonna work it through anyway. And, that's and they what, didn't do that. And this is why I'm kind of out on Madison right now because I was in. But he I was in on the Madison too. train. No, he could have. He could have. But Madison is making it so that it's an ultimatum. It is a work or family. There is no She's compromise. And pregnant with twins. And she does admit that, by the way. She does admit that. Yes. So She's I like, don't think she's necessarily in the wrong. Is she the most likable person in this episode? Not really, but we're, that's okay. You know, it's okay. It doesn't mean I hate her. I don't. I don't. I don't wish ill on Madison. I'm just saying, kind of it's out a hard, on her. It's a hard choice. I'm more out than I am in. Like if the if it's on a one to ten scale, I'm like I'm like a a three out. Do they as know if they're having boys in. girls? Is it one boy one girl? Is that it's a it? boy and a girl? And okay. We know that from, from the, the from the future. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just hey, it is it is it is what it is. I, I'll say that. Okay, Kate. Uh, yeah, Kate. Uh, we've covered a lot of Kate, I think, so far. Agreed. But, um, yeah. They're setting up the baby's nursery. There were two nursery things being set up. Kevin was setting things up in Madison's nursery, okay. and Toby was like hanging oh, up a mobile. Yes. Okay, yes. So they're like in. They they took all of Jack Jack's stuff out of storage. Yep. They're putting things together. <laughs> By the way, Jack Jack always napping. Always napping. Uh, we don't want to have to get Jack Jack COVID tested. So yeah, how do we how do we not have a child on set during a pandemic? Oh great, he's a baby. He can nap. Yep, he's napping always. I, like they went out for a ride to San Diego. Oh my god, it's gonna be it's gonna and be like the Walking the Dead baby. Yeah, you know the Walking Dead baby was a baby for like three years, and then all of a sudden she was like four. <laughs> Where's the baby? Oh, she's napping. There's zombies eating us, but you know, the baby's napping. It's, okay, it's totally napping. fine. That's why she's not noisy. And then all of a sudden she was ancient. Russell here says COVID naps. COVID naps, man. That might be another t-shirt. That, that's where everybody is. We don't know where, where, where anybody, who are we missing? We don't, oh. we don't, we don't know where Nikki is. COVID nap. Yep. Uh, who else? Cassidy. Who are they? Miguel. Miguel. COVID nap. You know, he's totes having COVID naps right now. <laughs> All of his inflatables were out of stock on Amazon. He was pissed. 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 What am I going to do? I can't. I got to celebrate Flag Day somehow. Might as well make sourdough. You know he had a sourdough starter. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey got into bread. He totally did. Oh, my gosh. Writers, if you're listening, can Miggy please make bread? That would be so in his character. <laughs> While he's like trying to take care of Rebecca, uh, we've started up bread making. Oh, absolutely. You know he would do that, too. We take some of the herbs out of her garden. We, sometimes it's rosemary. <laughs> Our first ones were disasters. <laughs> too much yeast. <laughs> like, give the big three starters <laughs> for presents. In case you guys want to start your own sourdough. Thanks, Maggie. <laughs> that's, that's great. Great job. We don't have enough on our own plates. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I just think it's interesting that both uh, Kate and Kevin are setting up nurseries. Yes. And, you know, very little is about this new baby that hoping to come into Kate and Toby's life. But it's that they're that prepared. Yes. Uh, and I see that baby being a little bit sooner than Madison's babies. Uh, what do you mean? Well, last time we saw the pregnant mom, she was pretty far along. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And Madison was like somewhat far along. Yeah, but I'm Ma- just trying to tell by their fictional bumps. 
when they're due. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, did you see that Dan Fogelman copped to no. the uh, mistake between the pregnancy test and the ovulation test? No way. Yeah, they were like, yeah, it was, it was a mistake. We messed that up. How? The, I don't know. I don't know. I just I know I, how. Oh, how? Because it was it was like Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. it Jimmy, was Jimmy. Jimmy, go. It, get it was that. a male. <laughs> It was a male. <laughs> and the guy, poor Jimmy, he's probably sitting there at CVS going. And who directed that episode? Like COVID. And I, was I don't it remember. a male? I don't remember. I can't remember. I feel like everyone who looked at that footage was like. <laughs> poor Jimmy's like know, 19. He's like, I, it's, yeah, okay, it's got a, a line on it. Yeah, it's in that. Fine. It was in the aisle. I don't know. I, just, I didn't know there was a thing. I didn't even, personally, I didn't even know there was things called ovulation tests until you were taking one. Oh my God. That I didn't was the know. worst. That was the worst. I took ovulation tests for months. And then I found out I was pregnant all the time. <laughs> I took a pregnancy test like when it was way too early, like week three. Uh, and my doctor was like, okay, well, you haven't been pregnant all this time. Start taking ovulation tests. So I had like two or three months worth. Yeah. And then finally I ran out of the next box and I was like, well, I might as well do a pregnancy test. And I was pregnant and I freaked out. I was like, how long have I been pregnant? <laughs> That was the worst. Oh, that was the worst. And, but yeah, I, I see poor little Jimmy. You know, he's like, oh, crap, we forgot the pregnancy. What, Jimmy, get get over there. Go get it. And he's running down. Go to CVS. Go to CVS. Or, and he was embarrassed because he had to go in the female aisle. And yeah. there was like next to the adult diapers. Yeah, he doesn't want And to go then like there. the diva cops. And he was yeah. just like, what am I doing here? Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Box. Yeah, there it is. Okay. And box then, and stick. And, there, and you know, all the actors are just waiting for poor Jimmy to come. Like, and like, Jimmy. you know, and he's like the PA. He's doing the best that he can. Yeah. And you know, and, and then you're like, oh, oh and then here they it give is. it. They give it to actress Kate, who's young enough that probably would not be taking an ovulation test. Okay, a young actress Kate, hold this box. She's yeah. like, whatever. This is the last shot I have to do. Yeah, it's just my hands. <laughs> Might even been a hand model. I don't even know. <laughs> and and she's, you know, you know, they're sanitizing it because of the COVID of it all. And she's just like, right here, right there, you know. Yeah, the end. Exactly so Dan Fogelman said it was an accident. Yeah, it was it, not meant to be an ovulation yeah, test. Was, yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah, yep, that's what it is. Um, so anything else about Kate and Toby that you want to say about this? Uh, anything else that, that that jumps out at you as we're uh, as we're discussing it? I mean, because I I just think Kate has done a lot for herself. Yes, and this is another huge step forward. I. Didn't know what the purpose of speaking to Mark was going to be. I was nervous she was going to go and be like, I was pregnant. I had an abortion. I never told you. And there was none of that. And I loved her speech. I loved how she handled it. Um, Man, Mark's going to feel real bad when he goes back into work, right? (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I I don't know. I I didn't see how it was going to play out. Um, Mark is just the worst. He is. He's the worst. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I was dreading this episode because I knew Mark was going to be mentioned. And um, I watched Dash and Lily oh, God. over the holiday break. So good. So good. Just a little fun fluff thing on Netflix. But the actor who portrays Mark was the love interest who is quite endearing inside the... It's like a short teleseries, yeah. you know, like six episodes or whatever on Netflix. It's Christmas. It's cute. It's fun. But I was like, at first, I couldn't get into it because it was Mark. He doesn't have the stash. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any of that stuff. And then I found him endearing. And then I see Mark again. And I'm like, just because you have bagels doesn't mean you're Dash. <laughs> <laughs> this poor kid. This this poor kid. Why is he a poor kid? He's going to be ruined. No, Dash and Lily saved him. Oh. Trust me, as long as he doesn't grow facial hair for any more roles, he will be okay. <laughs> just cut his hair a little bit. Yep, he'll be know? fine. 
Uh, yeah, Rachel here says she can't stand Mark. Uh, the actor was garbage on The Walking Dead, too. Oh, my God. He, he was, was on The Walking he, Dead? Yeah, he was garbage. Okay. He was he So, was yeah, awful. so that's how I feel about the big three. I loved the flashbacks to the younger versions of Jack and Rebecca canoodling and watching Airplane, which I guess I have to watch this weekend. Yes. And then also to the reference about um, how Kevin was trying to hook up Rebecca with his acting I know. coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all these little things that This Is Us gets to do. You do that with family. You reference yeah. things from your past. And it's just been really fun to kind of savor and, and play along and with it goes, again. It goes to show you, too, again, the confidence in their own storytelling. Like the fact that Rebecca, in a voice message uh, on, you know, on the, on the, uh, Telephone on the telephone. Thank you so much. No, I'm trying to uh, the answer machine. That's what I was trying to think of. It's been so long since I used an answer machine. I, I forget what it, what it was called. Um, you know the fact that Rebecca can just reference this on an answer machine like a whole season yes. later. Yes, shows you the real confidence in their story. I agree. And I and and, the, and their storytelling ability. So All right. awesome. So are you ready for uh, in or out? Yes, I do. Let's do it. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in? All right, so the first one I had for you, Marvin, was okay. was airplane. Were you in or out on airplane? I don't even know who's in it. Oh. I don't know what it's about. Oh man, we're gonna have to watch airplane. Okay, we're, we're gonna do in it in our free time. In our free time, <laughs> some somehow, some way, we're gonna have to watch airplane. All right, uh, next in or out on Sally Jesse Raphael. I kind of feel in, but I didn't really watch her that much. Oh God, that, that reminds me of my mom sitting in the family room while she's ripping butts watching Sally. Yeah, I didn't really oh. get to watch TV growing up. <laughs> uh, in or out on record stores. In, in, in. on record stores. Um, in, in fact, I'm I'm specifically in on record stores because I have a very personal space in my heart for the movie High Fidelity. And it, obviously, you know, they own a record store in that movie. It's just, I, I always thought that was like the cool kid thing to like work at a record store and just and like. And now you're going to think about Mark. And now I'm going to think about, he's going to ruin it. Yeah. No, it's okay. John Cusack will always, always be my model of a record store owner. Okay. It's just like the tortured Brooklynite who doesn't make any money but still does it because it's the truth, he man. It's the art. It's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in or out on nannies. In. Oh, so in. I mean, I was one for a while. Yes, you were. I was one to a British family. How weird is that? That is. I'm like Mary Poppins, but from Rhode Island. Roll reversal. I'm going to take you to a kid to the beach, <laughs> learn how to make sandcastles, get some coffee milk in them. They're going to be great. Hey, kids, a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. Don't worry. Your kids are going to be wicked smart once I'm done with them. <laughs> no, I, I definitely was yeah, a nanny. Here's some clam chowder. It'll taste good. That'll help all this bad stuff I'm going to make you do. <laughs> like clean your room. Take me to the packy. Anyway, um, so I was a nanny for a little uh, while. And then we had a nanny. We had a nanny share where yes. we like, we're too poor to afford a nanny ourselves. Yes. But uh, a couple of our neighbors had kids who were the same age as our son. And so we like shared the nanny. Yeah, it was, it was a good it deal, was actually. so great and yeah. socially great for our kids. So all about the nanny life. All right, in or out on Justin Timberlake being a better actor than musician? Out. Really? Wait, better actor? Yes, than musician. Out. I think I'm kind of in. He, what he did in the uh, in the social network was incredible. You know how I feel about um, John Mayer. 
Yes. And how like what people hear on the radio is the surface of what this musician can be. Yes. That is Justin Timberlake. Pretty much, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> okay, fine. Fair enough. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Okay, I'll take it. He's a fine actor. I agree. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. I'm, I'm in on him as being an actor. But like, I think he's as good as his wife. Um, He's better than his wife. Okay. But he's an excellent musician. He he is. Uh, and, and you know what? I will over time I have come to really respect Justin Timberlake a lot. Like overall. I always kind of, you know, dismissed him as the in sync kid, you know, and he mm-hmm. and he just got famous because he was good looking. It's no. not the case. He's he's really talented. He's exceptional. He's got his hand on the button, man. He knows what he's doing. No, and he's a great actor. Yep. But I'm just saying he's a greater musician. Just, I just want to be Justin Timberlake. Is that too much to ask? I would not want to be with you. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Uh, in around on MySpace. I was so in on MySpace. Oh, MySpace was great. I was so in on it. Oh, the top eight. Oh, God. You want to mess with somebody's brain? You take them out of the top eight. Oh, you could just, as a musician, it was just such a perfect social media outlet. You could upload videos and music and you could put up your concerts. I mean, it's pretty much like what Facebook has evolved to, but it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. And like when you went on the MySpace page, you could have music playing. Yep. Like as your intro and like the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I, I was in on MySpace until I saw Facebook and that was better. Oh. And that was better. Uh, in or out on cyber stalking. In. I'm out. I know you are. I'm out. I've watched that Netflix documentary, Don't F with Cats. I don't recommend it if you are faint of heart. <laughs> but it's about like these professional cyber stalkers who also love cats. And they found this bad guy who was like torturing cats online and they were like you do not mess with cats you do not f with cats and these people from around the world found the guy and he was actually like a world-class murderer yeah and the police weren't taking these cat people seriously and they were like police i'm telling you this guy f's with cats but we think he's effing with people (laughs) and the police were like what for real and they were like yeah you know that person you can't find Cat guy killed him. <laughs> this person you can't find. Cat guy killed him. And these cyberstalk people, like not bad cyberstalk. No, 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 good. Like it was like they they were like they Marys, were investigating, but like old creepy may have more cats than me. Marys, yes, who had nothing better to do than stay up all night. But I'm telling you. Just be warned, if you're a cat lover, it's a little hard. But you two would be like, if I saw that, I would go after this guy. And they found him. Yep. Turns out they were right. They were so right all along. They <laughs> hashtag spoilers. Oh my gosh, guys! Just know, just if you do start it, know that that he's gonna be. They're gonna be okay. Uh, <laughs> so cyber stalking. If you are saving cats, yeah, yes. In uh, ex boyfriends out, hot out, out, hot out on oh. out, out on that. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to solve a murderer, that yeah. that's then we're solve okay. Mur- yeah. Um, by the way, uh, MySpace still exists. Still up, still up and running. Cool. It's more of a music, like profile type thing. Is that, now. Does that mean my old profile's still there? Yeah, I'm sure that my profile's still there too. God, I would love to see what that is. I would love to see my old top eight if they still have the top eight. Oh God. Mary's Mary is legitimately trying to sign into her MySpace account right now. Let's see. <gasps> let's see how she does it. I mean, would it even be my married name? No, it couldn't be your married name. I don't know. When did you last use MySpace? I think the last time I used MySpace was 2005. I, I don't know. I don't. I knew I was with you when I last used it because I was in that band, that gypsy band. That's how I found the trumpet player. I just went on MySpace looking for trumpet players and I befriended that guy. Yes, that's right. I found Dave. That's right. 
Oh my goodness. You know what stinks is my dad's name is Steve Earl and he's like, it's the same name as a legit musician. So whenever I try to search myself and add the word music, Steve Earl, who's not my dad, pops mm-hmm. up. Okay, continue. All right, uh, in or out on San Diego? In. I'm, I'm kind of in on it, but I feel Except like... Except that one day. Oh, that's right. That rough. No, we weren't in San Diego. We were in San Francisco. Nope, I was in a San Diego oh, yeah, you baseball were in San Diego. stadium with a very bad hangover. You were in the old Qualcomm Park. And I had to sit right next to the organist. <laughs> no, that was San Francisco. Oh, Remember, we were all hung over San after the Diego wedding. San Diego has the good burritos. San Diego was the place where you tried out for uh, American Idol. American Idol. Oh, That's yeah. and you were at Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah, that's where you were. And you that hated was a it. long day too. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long day. That's no longer that stadium's no longer there. By the oh, way, okay. Just, yeah, so I'm I'm down with San Diego. I just feel like it's a myth. San Diego. No, it's not. And I feel like it's like it is. perfect weather. I've never been there, and that's the reason why I think it's a myth. It's like oh. it's perfect all the time. No okay. matter what you do, it's just perfect. My space looks like really weird, by you the way. You are there. No, I'm not. I see Mary. It says Mary C. Earl. That's not Oh, me. that's not you. Okay. All right. Uh, last one. Um, in or out on Pleasantville, the movie. In. I'm in on that, I mean, too. my boyfriend's in it. Oh, he is in that movie. And he was featured in in this episode, too. Tobey Maguire. When? When Kate was watching the movie, when uh, Rebecca walks in. It was Tobey Maguire, and he was and he was in color. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Down. Mm-hmm. All right, so are you ready for some hot takes? Yes. All right, let's uh, let's get her done. All right, so my hot take. Well, do you have one, Mary? I'll get back to you. Okay, I'm my, too busy on my space. My hot take is this: in the conversation between Randall and Kevin. Randall says, man, if anything ever got in between me and Beth, I don't know how I'd it feel. Says I'm a restricted profile, but I'm there. Oh my goodness, you are there. I am. Oh my God, that's so cute. Um, yeah, Randall says, I, if anything got between Beth and I, I feel like I would be like hurting uh, when he was younger. And I wonder if that is foreshadowing for later on in this season. Maybe something having to do with Randall's mother is is something that gets between them. Like I, now, I know from the flash forwards they're still married and everything's okay. But I wonder if Randall's journey with Beth and all the stuff that they went through last season mm-hmm. still isn't quite solved yet. Um, I just feel like there's tension. Even though she's like there for him and she's taking care of him and she's doing all the things that she needs to do for him and she's sweet while she's doing it. I feel like there's a lot of tension still. I, it's just the feeling that I get. Well, I think she's just concerned for him. I don't think it's necessarily tension between the two of them, mm-hmm. but Beth knows that Randall has been at this high, just high frequency, man, whether that's good or bad. He's just been churning for quite some time sure. now. And yes, he is starting to get some help, but is it enough help? And is it truly the help that Randall needs? Only time will tell. Yeah, I just feel like something goes down between Beth and Randall that is not great in this season. That's what I, I just get that like, feeling. Just listen, get that feeling. What I do you want me to tell you? Ha- I'm just saying I need some happy things to happen. <laughs> All right, what's your hot take? Would you it got really... one? Um, no, I had one, but then I don't anymore. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you got anything else you want to say about this episode? I hope Final that thoughts? Mickey makes sourdough. <laughs> All right, let's close this bad boy out, shall we? Yes. Let's do it. 
Thank you all so very much for hanging out with us tonight, especially if you are joining us live. We truly appreciate you're taking the time out of your night to hang out with Blake and I as we talk about one of our favorite TV shows. Yes, thank you so much. We know the world is, you know, especially in the U.S., is crazy right now. And uh, we thank you for participating in the podcast today, listening to it, taking the time and the mental space to be with us and uh, be a part of what we do here. We care about you. We want you to know that. And uh, just thank you. Thank you. So if you want to continue supporting Mary and Blake uh, and uh, everything that we do here, just go to maryandblake.com. Check out all the great podcasts, including Bridgerton with Mary and Blake, the brand new podcast that we just embarked on last week. And it is the number one podcast in the world about Bridgerton, which I'm very excited. Yes, I'm excited about it too. So you can find out that and more at maryandblake.com. Of course, we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com who honestly make this all possible. Sponsorships, because of the pandemic, have just changed dramatically for podcasts. And as we said earlier, we're an independently run podcast. We're not run by some crazy conglomerate. It's Blake and I. And from our basement and from our websites, all of which is financed through our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. So if we do bring you joy... Please make sure to head on over there for as little as $2 a month. You are able to make it possible. And at the $5 and up level, you are able to get really fun bonus stuff, including our extra podcast and some swag and the After Doc episodes, of which there will be one tonight. Which I'm very excited about. We yes. do them live right after we record these. So, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And if you really love us, man, you get early access to all of our podcasts uh, that we do before anybody else hears them, before we put them out into the world, you get to hear them first. So that is that. Yes. On that note, my name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And this is us too. <laughs> <laughs>